tell your mom to go fuck herself. Uh, P.S. Don't actually do that. Welcome to episode 31 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the beginning of September 2018, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. New news. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my shaddy bun in an apron. Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com or 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us some feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. We crave your praise and approval. It's the only way we can feel good about ourselves. Without using sex toys. And we feel good when you tell us you like us because we like you, listeners. And speaking of you, since we like you so much, we're going to let you know right now that not only do we curse, but we make a lot of dirty sexual jokes, almost none of which are pre-planned. Last episode, there were comments about dick hair and ball hair, and neither of those conversations had anything to do with each other. So here's your explicit language warning. Fuck. (laughs) So how are you doing? How are you doing? I feel awful. How are you doing? I'm uh I'm I'm living the dream. <laughs> yeah. I've had so many adventures lately. So many adventures. We went to the zoo. Jonathan and Patty's bizarre adventure. Right. Yeah. There's a reference. There's a reference. We've had so many adventures. We went to the zoo. That was a lot of fun. And then we uh we've been going to my mom's house every day to take care of the cats. So that's basically a zoo. Seven cats. That's basically a zoo. There's seven cats. Yeah, they got to take Seven. Seven cats. They got seven. To, they got to take the dog down to down to Disney. I don't know how far into Disney the dog made it, but the dog went. The seven cats stayed, and uh, so yeah, that's been an adventure every day. And I am I am not feeling well. It has been quite a week and quite a day. So uh, I'm very excited about the comics that we're going to be talking about uh, this episode. It was very hard for us to narrow it down, um, but obviously the first thing that we're going to be talking about is new mutants obviously new mutants dead souls number six because obviously i've been so fucking hyped for for this book for so long like i think it got like delayed or whatever the final issue so it's been like a month and a half or something like really that. yeah it has it has um been. yeah i've been fucking just like gurgling gurgling this book what what you've been gurgling this book yeah that's the word you wanted to use no. Kind of like janky. That's a janky <laughs> word, Patty. We went to Best Buy earlier, and she was like, oh, my knee's feeling janky. And I'm like, I went to school with a kid whose last name was janky. <laughs> Don't look him up. That's Jenkinson's. weird. Jenkinson's. That's, that's weird. Gurgling. Jenkinson's Aquarium. You're, yeah, that's a place. I'm like uh, like foaming, foaming at the mouth. Gurgling? That's what gurgling means? I foaming at the mouth? I, I, you l- see like a l- rabid l- raccoon, you're like, oh shit, watch out for that gurgling raccoon. Stay away from that, <laughs> kids. Well, because like, you know, if you got a mouthful of stuff, then you can gurgle it. So that's what I was getting at, pretty much. Yeah, with the comic book. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. No, okay. So yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was pretty excited about this. Good. <laughs> Alright. That was a fun trip. That was a fun trip we just took. Thanks for coming with us, listeners. All right. So, New Mutants, Dead Souls, number six. Uh, so it opens with Danny, which which was nice because, you know, this is New Mutants, Dead Souls, and we have literally not seen or heard about her at all. And I didn't even realize it, the first read-through of it, that, you know, this took place in the past, only by a few months. I was like, oh, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but obviously it fucking does. Yeah, so, okay, we know Warlock you know, like exploded and went into this fucking kid and then exploded the kid's house. And that's what Danny's investigating. So now Warlock is inside Danny. 
Which doesn't sound right because he's a robot. Well, I guess that's yes, that does sound they, right. They yeah. make robots now. Yeah, they make they make they vibrating make sex, things. No, they make sex robots like the like the AI ones. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't seen any. Yeah, they're like You uh, were out at Best Buy today. How come I didn't fucking see any on the shelf? What's where do we go? They're like really expensive apparently. Is there like a best sex buy? That's I, got a weird that's that's got a weird ring to it. I don't I don't know, you know, we can ask Jessica. She works at a sex shop. Jessica? Jessica. I've got some things to say about her later. <laughs> oh, oh, I wrote them down. I've got some things to say about Patty's friend Jessica. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So, uh, all right. So, you know, this that happened months ago. But then, you know, then we cut to the present, and fucking, uh, we've got Ilyana hanging out outside the house. You know, where that kid who, who exploded, wore, yeah, where that kid exploded, and one of the fucking local kids is like, you know, like my mom said, they all died because the kid who lived there was a muty freak. And Ilyana says, "Tell your mom to go fuck herself." That is like the best line I've ever read in a comic book ever in my life. That was like such a me moment, honestly. That was. I imagined I, you. Did ah, <laughs> yeah. I I read that and I was like, wow. I am like so same right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. But um. You know. And then we and then we cut to uh. We cut to you know where the fucking team is hanging out and Karma is mad that Ilyana took the team without her knowledge or whatever and. You know, she's trying to find Ilyana to yell at her, and and this was really funny. You know, Shatterstar is in the fucking kitchen making breakfast, and he's wearing nothing but an apron. So Karma's like, Richter taught him that. Yeah, <laughs> she's telling Richter like, tell Shatterstar to put on some clothes, and he goes, no. <laughs> but you know, I mean, this is why we haven't seen too much of Karma. She's been really secretive about a lot of shit, and we're finding it all out now. Ilyana knows that. Shan has been keeping a lot of stuff from her. And this was something that, as far as I know, has never been brought up in the comics before. But it makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I mean, we talked about this last episode, and, and this was their first appearance. You know, Shan absorbed Tran. Uh, so, I mean, has he just been sitting there quietly, or has he been able to exert some sort of control or well, influence. Well, that's what was kind of, uh, they kind of, like, touched upon, like, there were times over the past where, like, you know, she wasn't even aware of, like, who was in control. They pretty much kind of, like, merged into one person. So, like, some of the decisions and stuff Karma was making uh, was influenced by Tran. Oh, yeah. And and this was actually, you know, a nice throwback to their first appearance about like the yin and the yang, you know, like we are one. But what I thought was really amazing is, you know, she Ilyana calls him back up from limbo so they can like hash all this shit out. And he just looked so creepy and so fucking amazing. And he had this like evil homicidal smile on his face. And I fucking loved every second of it. And I'm really hoping we see more of this guy but it was i don't know this was a really interesting issue as they're you know hashing it out and tran is still like stuck in there um so yeah so they're trying to weaponize magic which kind of makes sense to go along with you know what this story has been about you know right from the first issue you know we're talking like magical kind of shit but like I didn't get that thing with Danny at first. Like, the thing with Warlock, it happened in the past. So Karma actually sent Danny alone to investigate because Tran was loose already a few months ago. And that was fucked up that Karma sent Danny alone, you know? And, like, didn't tell her. Like, she didn't tell 
Ilyana or the rest of the group what was going on, what they were investigating or what they were doing. Or what happened to Danny or anything about Danny. Yeah, like, that's really legitimately fucked up. And as much as, like, this makes, like, a crazy, awesome story, I feel bad for Karma now, you know? Yeah, they're, like, portraying her as the villain. Yeah, and, but, you know, it's not totally her you know because it's like okay well tran had a lot of input on this but it's still it still sucks to see that though like her character just kind of getting shit on here i don't know and then you know it basically the climax of this is Ilyana fucking uh shan takes control of Ilyana, brings out the soul sword cuts through tran and karma free him reabsorbs him which is crazy. Like, Yeah, I couldn't believe that Karma actually possessed Ileana. And Ileana also couldn't really believe that either. Yeah. Like, you know, she had created the uh, pentagram on the floor and the barrier so that Tran couldn't escape, but they could just talk right. to him. Yeah. And then Karma is like, no, give me my brother back. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they said that, like, Ileana said that, like, her psyche was fractured so badly with Tran leaving that, like, she doesn't even know what she's doing now. And it's really sad and really scary, too, but is that the end of Tran again? Like, I I love this guy's first appearance and what they could do with him, what they did with him in this this series and what they could do with him going forward. But now, is it going to be anything? I I don't know. I mean, they could always, like, throw in some kind of thing afterwards, and if they want to approach this again and you know have like Jean or somebody like kind of like put her mind back together so that she can exist separate of tran i don't know really what it comes down to is a writer who wants to do this yeah and then comes up with a creative enough way to do it um and we'll see if that ever happens but then this so like like i said that that was like the climax of the book but then it just gets shit just gets way too nuts in the last few pages Apparent, because fucking there's all these new mutants warlock version. Yeah, like to versions of the original new mutants that Karma's got under her command, fighting Ilyana, and then like the rest of the or the rest of Ilyana's team shows up. Fucking everybody's fighting. Like action sequence is great, and then like Ilyana's like, oh, I'm gonna pull Guido out of limbo, and immediately dude has another heart attack. And I remember when he had a heart attack in the 90s, and, like, it was, like, on the cover. You thought he was going to fucking die. It was really scary, but I don't know. So he actually just has a heart attack and drops fucking dead. And then, you know, Danny brings him back with the T.O. virus. And fucking since Guido infected Ilyana, Ilyana grabs Shannon and infects her. And then, boom, it's done. The end? Question mark? And, like, I'm so fucking mad that we're not getting more of this right now. Like, as crazy as those last few pages were, just over the top, like, that was a great cliffhanger. But, like, that is the final issue. And I'm so fucking mad that we're not getting more. (laughs) They haven't even, like, announced anything about, like, a continuation of the series or something. And this was, this series was always intended to be a miniseries. And it was intended to come out at the same time that, the uh, New Mutants movie came out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to get Oops. more sales and stuff. So yeah. that's not happening. So I'm like, so what? We have to wait until... Next August. The film is eventually released, assuming it is next August, and they don't delay it again. Yeah. Like, how do we get the rest of this story? Because that, that ending, that you're going to put that on a miniseries, and then also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not 
release any news about when we're going to get a continuation of this story. It's just really shitty. It is, but that's, you know, and they do that on purpose to fucking build suspense. So, like, you know, you want more so they can fucking track people who are clamoring over, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what happens next. And they're like, okay, so people want it, so we'll write more. But we were just talking about this at the comic book store the other day. Um, you know, how this was supposed to coincide with the film and, you know, probably to build up hype when the movie is supposed to come out next August, they'll probably do another mini series. I would hope for another ongoing. I would love to see this team or, you know, a version of the new mutants again in an ongoing, but we're probably going to see, you know, a continuation of this story. It's more just like a question of how fucking long we have to wait. And, um, no pun intended, but I really hope that this doesn't end up in limbo because that has, yeah, that has happened with comic book stories before that it's just like yeah, nothing like gets, there's can- no conclusion. Cannonball being in external. An, an external. Oh no, yeah. no, that, that was concluded. That was concluded. Yeah, like 20 years later. That was concluded 20 years later in one <laughs> panel where Cable said that was a rumor, nothing more. Boom. Ties, ties it up. Ties it up. <laughs> There yeah. was also some weird story in New Mutants with Sunspot that never got resolved. Now, who cares about Sunspot? And I remember telling you about that when I was reading it the first time, and I was like, this makes no sense. I like looked all online about like the reading order. Did I miss like an annual? Did I miss some weird like spin-off that I wouldn't have heard about because it came out in like nineteen ninety or something? Like what the fuck is going on? And the internet said the same thing that that story just never ended. Who fucking cares? They just, they just moved on to the next thing without resolving it. He's been hanging out with the Avengers for a bunch of years now. He's fucking their problem. Sunspot? More like fuckspot. Let him be somebody else's problem. No, this was a great issue. I, I loved it. Even though we're complaining about it ending on a cliffhanger, it was still a great issue. The only stupid thing I thought was they killed Guido. Like, heart attack, boom, dead. It happened over the course of, like, a few panels. But everything else about this was amazing. And for me, it was just... It was mainly about Shan and Tran and seeing the two of them separately. Because when I read uh, their first appearance, Marvel Team-Up, like, I I probably went on and on about how much I loved it last episode. But I'm going to say it again. I really fucking loved it. It was a great introduction story. And the dude hasn't been seen in current continuity in, what is that, almost 40 fucking years. So I do hope that he's not, like, completely dead or whatever the fuck and they can somehow be separated so we can you know see the more see more of tran and especially see a feasible conclusion to this story but it was it was really really fucking great so moving on next we're going to talk about x-men red number seven this has been a great series so far and i feel like it's been a long time between issues between issue six and issue seven but um all right, so so this this opens up with Cassandra Nova has this teen abomination attack Atlantis. That sounds like a like a fucking punk song or something. What that teenage, whole teenage teenage abomination it smells like Teen Spirit. No, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought this was this was kind of dumb though because there's this teen abomination that attacks Atlantis by himself, and like. There's a whole fucking army of fish people. And, like, forget the fucking army. Shirtless fish dude king could beat the shit out of this guy Daddy by himself. Shark oh, my God. I hate. I hate. <laughs> I hate. Patty. I hate. I yes. hate yes. the baby shark. No, it's a baby shark. No, you know what? I'll take the baby shark over the other thing. 
Don't Johnny. Talk, don't talk about the other thing. <laughs> we shall not mention the other thing. Telling lies. We shall not. Open your mouth. We shall not. <laughs> we shall not. This is a baby shark household. All right. Anyway. All right. So, you know, this kind of cuts back and forth a little bit. So you've got the, the majority of the X-Men Red team on a plane. They want this ambassador's phone. Uh, but he gets, he's got the fucking nanite sentinels, right? So he fucking smells mutants and he fucking starts firing into the cargo hold and hits trinary. And my first thought is do not fucking kill this precious little lady. Like she just had her first appearance less than a year ago. Do not fucking kill her. She's a flower and I love her. And I hope that they, they just penetrated your flower, baby. How do you feel about that? I just, I just kind of want, I kind of want like a relationship between uh-huh. uh, her and Gabby explored oh. because uh, you know Gabby had a, has a crash on her. So at least I hope that they mention that again. Gabby, they didn't mention Gabby having a crush on her. Yeah, Gabby said that she was like confused or something. Yeah, no, but Gabby, Gabby said that about some girl on the bus. I thought that was about trinary. It was not about trinary. I am not 100% certain. Because she liked the feminism thing. Uh, No, well, yeah. I mean, Gabby thinks trinary is awesome, but that wasn't a sexual confusion thing. Uh, I think Gabby mentioned she was on a bus. There was a girl she saw on the bus that brought up feelings that she hadn't really explored yet. It wasn't about trinary. Although I could see something like that working. I'd be fine with it. But, you know, like last episode, you said we don't know how old Bloodstorm is. I don't think we know how old trinary is. We, or Honey Badger, yeah. We do know, well, we do know that Gabby is underage. We don't know exactly how old she is. We don't know if trinary is an adult or underage. But if she, she looks is, like a teenager. No, definitely. She but looks, yeah, Gabby does look younger. Yeah, Trinary looks like she could be, you know, maybe 16. under sixteen. Maybe you know, I would, I would, I would go, I would go for that. But you know, let's establish that, and then I'd be all for it because I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, but no, Trinary gets shot, and I couldn't figure it out immediately that she's lost this connection, lost this connection. It's like, oh well, she's flying the fucking gay sentinel, the fucking <laughs> gay rainbow sentinel falls on the fucking plane. And really, I find that, you know, pretty fucking homophobic, having the fucking gay robot destroy the plane. You know, I mean, is that going to be the sequel to fucking snakes on a plane, gay robots on a plane? Like, Listen, this ambassador was filled with hate. Uh-huh. And if he got taken out by a rainbow sentinel, I would not have complained about it. No, I, 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 I agree. Because <laughs> that would have been so very fitting. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely, absolutely. All right, so then, you know, again, we're cutting back and forth. So what? one of my favorite parts of this entire issue was Nesno. When we cut back to Atlantis underwater, you know, Gene throws out Nesno and Storm. You know, they're going to take out uh, Abomination as Gene tries to hold, like, all the falling fucking buildings in place. And Nesno apparently is stronger than Fish King Namor because he goes up against Teen Abomination alone and fucking... Punches this guy right out of the fucking water, and then Storm fries him and fries the fucking Sentinel nanites. I do fish a- sticks. What? <laughs> fish sticks. Fish I- fish dicks. Listen, nobody in this room is a gay fish, and nobody is talking about a gay fish. Fish dicks. Nobody. Nobody's a gay fish. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, I I have to say this though. I do not like how his code name is still gentle. How they're still going with that. He's a gentle boy, okay? No, but, it's like it's like uh, Biggie Smalls. Yeah, okay. 
Then, then, like, or like, uh, you know, when rappers call themselves like little or tiny or whatever, it's like, uh, then that's fine. It's like the opposite thing. What's and it that's, called? Th- that's, that's great. But, <laughs> but my point is, is then put that in the name because little gentle. No, not <laughs> little gentle. I was thinking more like toughy gentle or something. <laughs> little, no, because little like, oh, yeah, because he's big. Gentle heavy. would be like, it would have it's to like be. it like throws off the enemies because if you meet a guy who's named Gentle, you're gonna be like, oh well, this guy's just like a fucking pussy, Patty. That is, but he's not gentle, and then that that fucks you up. It's like it's like uh, that thing that I showed you. Like if if you had Cyclops's powers, but you called yourself like like fist knife or something, then they wouldn't expect it when you shoot fucking laser beams out of your eyeballs. All right. Anyway. So what was happening? We were talking about... So the plane, they, she, she was able to stabilize the, the Sentinel, yeah. even though she got shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 but he was possessed, so they needed him to stop fucking shooting. Yeah, well, no, Trinary stopped the fucking, the, the nanite Sentinels uh, well, in his head. But, yeah, so, you know, everybody's happy, plane lands safely, everything, everything's good, Trinary's okay. Um, you know, I loved, I did love... The action in in this book because it was just basically nonstop action. It was it was really great. I, I love this team. I love the characters. Everything happened fast, but it still it didn't feel like it was moving too fast. It still felt like the pace was pretty good. So I really enjoyed this issue. Except I just want to say that like I, I hate to bitch about this because I feel you? Like, I feel like no, you're right. Thank you for calling me out. I really <laughs> I love bitching. I love hearing my own complaining. I know. And I want to share it with you. I feel like I've complained before about how, like, a story, you know, just, like, they don't take long enough to develop it, and it ends too quickly, and I feel like almost the opposite is happening with X-Men Red. It's not, it's not a bad book. It's not a bad story. This, this is pretty epic in scope, and Cassandra Nova is a pretty epic fucking villain and powerful. I just feel like we're getting towards issue eight, and I don't see, like, the end game in sight quite yet, you know what I mean? Like... You know, you can fucking make this dirty, but I feel like we need yeah. a climax to the story. And and honestly, no, I was I was kidding. I do not like to complain about this because I know multiple times I've complained on this podcast about how stories are wrapped up too quickly and like we don't get enough setup. Exactly. So where, what the fuck? You can't you can't have it both ways. Do you do you not do you not know who you are? Do you complain about literally everything? You shut your mouth hole <laughs> the only complaint i have about this issue is that i wish that there was more daddy shark we didn't get enough daddy shark i hope that next issue brings us just a plethora of daddy shark i hope i hope we get more gentle shark i think that should be his rap name gentle shark doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so yeah so x-men red is great it has been great but i'm hoping we see some sort of fucking end game soon Moving on to Mr. and Mrs. X number two. Speaking of lots of action. And number two. <laughs> what the fuck? So uh, we left off with Deadpool rescuing Rogue from the... Outer space? Outer space. That deadly uh, the outer space? The deadly the outer space. <laughs> and so in the beginning of this issue, uh, Deadpool's ship uh, gets shot down by the Imperial Guard. But Cerise teleports the guard away so Gambit can take their ship. Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) So Deadpool and Rogue crash on this planet. Mmm, romantic. No, just JK. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Deadpool is like, 
My egg. I laid it or birthed it or pooped it. Speaking of poops. Deadpool was talking about, like, that they weren't real friends because he wasn't invited to the wedding. And Rogue said, you know, it wasn't planned. It was, we basically, like, crashed a different wedding. Yeah. Wade was like, oh, that's some spontaneous nonsense. Gambit is just the worst, am I right? And Rogue is like, please, let's not, let's, (laughs) let's not shit talk my new husband on our honeymoon. And then uh, when Gambit lands on the planet, Rogue mentions Deadpool is there, and then um, Gambit is like, you know, jelly, and uh, Rogue, like, turns towards him to, like, comfort him or whatever, like, reassure him, and then uh, Wade tries stealing this egg. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, and that's it's all, like, the first few pages, and so it's, like, it's a really funny, really kind of cute setup, because you can tell that, like, you know, Rogue wants to be friendly with Wade and, like, everything's like okay but you know really like wade wants this fucking egg for some big fucking payoff you know but like the tone of this book is silly and fun and funny so like yeah, he mentioned it was like what 10 million dollars or something i think it was a lot i feel like it was a lot more than that it I could, was i could be wrong just, it was ridiculous just this egg that was worth you know whatever jeff bezos makes in like 10 seconds <laughs> but like nobody knows really what's going on with the egg and the thing is is like you know like this could have been done completely differently if you had um and you know, the egg started out like different colored too and they thought it was like a gem or something oh yeah like a crystal or something yeah. like that but like the, the thing is is like the tone of this book is just great it, it works really well so far because a different writer could make this like really dark and fucked up and like you know crazy like punisher type action but you know even all like shit is getting blown up and punches and a weird kind of crap happens in this book but it's still just like really fun and and funny i fucking i love it um it, it reminded me of like one of those like you know like scooby-doo moments where they're all like chasing the bad guy and like running in and out of the <laughs> doors and like uh you know like oh who has the thing oh we need to get the thing oh no the bad guy has the thing oh let's get the thing yeah that's like kind of what this comic like feeling wise you know only good and because scooby right. is bad yeah Oh my god, you hate Scooby-Doo too? I hate Scooby-Doo. I didn't know that. I, I hate Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. So Scooby-Doo. stupid. I hate Scooby-Doo. All right. Um, That's good to know. So, you know, there's there's a lot of fighting, and it's funny. Gambit throws the cards at fucking Deadpool's ass, and, you know, Gambit's like, I feel like Kitty is trolling us, making us babysit an egg on our honeymoon. This isn't high school health class project. Like, perfect, Did you have to do perfect that? Perfect dialogue. Um, you know, I think it was a thing when I was in high school, but... For those of you who don't know, um, I was not a very good student or a good boy in general when I was in high school. A lot of things changed over the years. But yeah, so, so there you go. There's a, little, there's a little inside peek into Jonathan's past, and that's probably all you're going to get. So anyway, so in the middle of all of them fighting, the fucking tech net shows up. And I, I listen, I know nearly nothing about them. I know they were featured in Excalibur. Um, and, and I've said this before that that is the X related series that I know by far the least about and that I've read the least of. Same. I haven't read like one issue of Excalibur. I am planning on fixing that in the future, future, not, not so far future, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The near future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And, and same, I'm going to get there someday, you know, before I'm dead sometime between now and before I'm dead. (laughs) But, um, you know, I, I do know that these guys showed up in an issue of Rocket Raccoon not too long ago, 
and I hadn't heard of them like being utilized anywhere in years. I could be wrong. But... I had no idea who the fuck these guys were. Oh, I thought yeah. that they were just like some random fucking crazy stupid villains, and I'm just like, I thought, who the fuck? What are these powers? Yeah. Who, why are these people here? I first saw uh, TechNet when I was a kid because I, I used to collect all of the comic book trading cards and X-Men trading cards. I have binders and binders and binders full of them. Um, and I saw a TechNet. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they looked so weird. And I don't know. That, that was my introduction to them. Um, but it was kind of cool to see this in action because, you know, um, I they, they are very interesting looking and have weird fucking powers. You know, one of them, the touch turns the body into malleable wax. <clears throat> another coats victims in paralyzing mucus. And another can twist your greatest desires into your worst nightmare. Like, those are very specific but very interesting powers. You know what I mean? And, like, one of the best moments in this entire fucking comic book was when Deadpool just fucking jump kicks the floating baby Joy Boy. And literally, the onomatopoeia on the fucking page is kick. He kicked the baby. South Park has been telling you for years, don't kick the baby. He kicked the baby. And that was just fucking amazing. And then, right after that, that China doll... Um, starts shrinking Gambit, and Rogue is like, I like my man the size he is. And Deadpool's like, so glad to have the Gambit's size question finally answered. I feel like something like that would be said on an episode of Friends. This was, this was just amazing. I loved it. I loved the whole fight. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I'm glad that they brought this up because, uh, when Rogue and Wade kissed, it wasn't that long ago. You know, they mentioned it in, the Rogue and Gambit miniseries, and they brought it up here again, and I was, you know, wondering if they were going to address this and, like, how Gambit was going to deal with it and all that. And, uh, you know, Wade kept, like, saying that, like, oh, well, you know, if you ever want to leave him, you can come to me, and, like, stuff like that. But, like, I don't really think that he's any kind of threat whatsoever, but it was it was still funny to see it. You know, it's, it's usually uh, Remy... Who's the one who's getting hit on by all these people? <laughs> and, you know, Rogue kind of ha just has to deal with it. Yeah. So no. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see oh, it yeah. the other way around and see Remy actually, you know, start getting pissed off and jealous. It's really interesting. That's not something that we've really seen. Yeah, he's always a suave, sexy guy. Yeah. And he still is compared to Deadpool. But still, still, this dude is a threat to Gambit. So it's really, really interesting to see this. I completely fucking agree with you. So anyway, when they finally, you know, they, they take out fucking uh, the tech net and Gatecrasher says that like, oh, every everything in the Shi'ar galaxy is coming for that egg. And so what the fuck is the big deal with this egg? Right? And, and they're like, oh, Deadpool, we won't let you have it. Even though Deadpool, like, you know, offered to split the money or whatever, they're like, we need to get this back to the X-Mansion. And I'm like, but why? Yeah, well, because then you're going, so. to, you're going to make the X-Mansion a huge target for everyone in the galaxy. That is true. But we'll see what happens, because what happens when the egg cracks open... There's... It's a it's a rogue. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a naked rogue. So now there is one for Gambit, oh, and there is one for Deadpool. That is so or wrong. just all at the same time, self cessed. Oh, what the fuck? Self cessed. You've never heard of self cessed? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what? Did you learn that from Jejica? 
<laughs> what? What the fuck? She's a sex teacher, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't patronize me. I thought you said that's what she did. She she works at a sex store. Oh, she works at a sex store. Okay, same <laughs> same fucking thing. Whatever. You can't work at a sex store and not be able to teach people things. Like, oh, what's this string with the beads on it? Where does this go? I don't know. Put it in your ear. See what happens. Like, you can't. You've got to know. You know what I mean? You know, you guys know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. All right, good. I hope she fucking listens to this episode. She's not going to. And I'm, I don't, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Please make don't. Her. Please don't, because cause I have some things to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. This this series is just. It's a lot of. All of this seems stupid when you like take a step back and look at this series objectively. Um, but it's like the most fun stupid I have seen. I feel like if this were all happening in a Deadpool series, I might be annoyed. Uh, especially with the way Deadpool was was written over like the past bunch of years, but Kelly Thompson is like adding perfect humor that like fits him and fits like I said before the tone of this book. Like everything, like this could all be really awkward, but it's all really fucking funny. She's handling like Kelly Thompson is just handling the dialogue in this and and the story just fucking perfectly. And I the end of this of this comic really threw me off with Naked Rogue. And, like, I'm sure there's going to be... Like, I'm looking at it like, oh, this is going to be stupid. But, like, she's been doing such a great job. Like, I'm sure that the next issue is going to be just as hilarious and be great, too. I hope so. All right. Next up, we're going to be talking about Extermination number two. And first thing is Passaic, New Jersey. Hey, we're not we're not far from there. It's actually, uh, like... Don't re- give out your address. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's... It always makes me like really like just squee inside whenever I see any town mentioned specifically yeah. in New Jersey. Yeah. It's like, oh, blah, 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 New Jersey. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but especially like almost right next door. But um, <clears throat> I was fucking ecstatic to yeah, see. Yeah, Calvin Rankin. Calvin Rankin. He's buying 2% milk. He's so fucking cute. And he should buy almonds milk. Maybe, maybe. What? Is that the kind of noise you make when you get almond milk? Yes. That sounds like a pretty gross side effect. That is the sound of milking the almonds. (laughs) (laughs) So then, that is a good impression. So then, uh, fucking Kid Cable just comes in, just storms into his grocery store, and he's like, Calvin Rankin, and he's he's like, smile on his face. He's like, that's me. And then, and then, and then, fucking Kid Cable just fucking knocks him out and it was so fucking sad to see that and we don't get to see him for the rest of the issue so like what the fuck was that about and i i love i love mimic i've always loved him ever since i was little i love that character and i posted an image of his first appearance on instagram the other day and fucking jejica or whatever like, the one, everybody's got, like, all these positive comments or whatever. We're just like, oh, cool, whatever. You know, she's like, oh, he got on my nerves. Well, who the fuck are you to be fucking Jujica, Jujica? <laughs> what the f- You're such a prat. How many comics have you been in, Jujica? <laughs> so, uh, like, the first time I came into Jonathan's room... He had a figure, like a bust figure of Mimic by his computer. And I was like, I was like, oh, Mimic, that's awesome. Yeah, you're right. 
That is the correct response. Yeah. To when you see an image so. or a likeness of Mimic. It is not, he got on my nerves. It is, that is awesome. I want to be friends with you. That That is the response. Yeah, you wish that I told you that I wanted to be friends with you? That would have at least been a start. It wasn't, <laughs> oh, you're stupid fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So, I was thinking about, like, why he would need Mimic. I mean, right. okay, it's got something to do with the O5, and, you know, Mimic being able to take all five of their powers. Ha-ha! Bukaki! at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, what does he need Mimic to do that the O5 can't do themselves? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. <clears throat> I guess we'll skip ahead a little bit. So, fucking Kid Cable manages to get to the fucking mansion, which is ballsy, right? And they, and they said that, that he's desperate. And, and the only other member of the O5 that Kid Cable was able to grab was Warren, right? Yeah. So you see that shot of him a little bit later. It's a really fucking creepy page of the book where it's all fucking dark, and you just see Angel, like, chained up. And you yeah. See, no, but you see the metal, the metal where he shoots the, the fiery wings from, right? Yeah. And there's, like, saws and shit coming, coming at it. Well, what Kid Cable, I believe, is trying to do is he, he's trying to send the kids back. Like, that's really the only reason why he would be doing this. But why would he send the kids back exactly the way they are? So that's why he's going to amputate those metal wings. But how can he send Warren back with no wings? Well, hey, let's grab Mimic. Let's get Mimic real close to Warren Worthington and get, get his mutation. Get him to grow a pair of wings. We're going to take him off Calvin Rankin and we're going to put him on Warren Worthington. Then we're going to send him back. Huh? Huh? I should have been a detective. Okay. That is very interesting, but... I know. Would they be... You're welcome. Thanks. Jessica. <laughs> so, okay. No, what are you going to say about that? No, um, like, I don't know how they would make like amputated wings that they put onto Warren's back like so he could fly like I don't know that seems interesting to me but also I don't know if this is at all the same thing I don't know about science I'm an accountant (laughs) (laughs) but when all right all right you're gonna follow me for this okay I'm gonna try okay so when um (laughs) so when Lorraine Bobbitt Lorraine Bobbitt Lorraine Bobbitt right Cut off that guy's dick. Uh-huh, not a comic book. Right, 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 right. No, real, this real is life. real fucking life, right, no, people. No, this is real life. We're talking. Okay, okay she she cut his dick off. Yeah. She throws it out the window. Yeah, John Bobbitt. John Bobbitt. Right. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, they get him to the hospital or whatever, and he's yeah. like, I can't live without my dick. Right, they sew it back on. So, yeah, they sew the Yeah, long story short, they, uh, they find the dick. Yeah. Uh, they sew it back on, and it works, and he's a porn star. Well, okay, so I don't know if he still is, but he was. Okay, he was. Uh, and, but and I'm not advocating anybody look up look up that porn because I watched it when I was much younger and uh, it was not impressive. But okay, so not that's impressive. like that's like a did it work because like that was his dick? Like if they had given him a dick dick replacement? Would oh, that... like like a donor dick. Like a donor dick. <laughs> yeah. If they had grabbed like, some donor dick just... and put it on? <laughs> <laughs> do you know okay so um you know those people who like are we still are we still going on the same journey or is this wait, a different journey? wait 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 where, this where is are we the, staring now? we're we're you'll see uh-huh so you know how like uh there will be somebody and they'll have like a loved one or something and they get like a heart transplant yeah and uh they they want to like meet the family of the person who gave the heart yeah 
Do they do and that just, with dicks? Yeah. Do yeah. they do that with dicks? Because I want to see, I want to see what like, uh, you know, I'm really sad that uh your son died, but he's got a great dick. All right, Patty. So first, <laughs> first, listen, you got to take this one step at a time because first, we don't even know, you know, if donor dicks are really a thing. <laughs> You know, we don't know how well it works. We don't know how often it happens, if it even does happen. So let's find that out first. All right, so we were talking about extermination number two, right? Right, okay. Um, so we cut ahead a little bit, but, you know, I mean, I was I was really happy to see Shadowcat calling, like, all of the X-Men into one room together to figure out what, what to do about the situation because young Bobby is missing and old Cable is dead. So we are sure that somebody is going after the the O5, the kids. So we need to do something. And that was dope. I loved seeing this. But what was really upsetting, and I hate to say this in front of you, is I was upset with young Scott because if you are going to be so upset that like Bloodstorm's dead and that, you know, you're just going to be babysat, somebody's coming after you. You don't run out of the fucking mansion, like right out into the wide open when somebody is coming right the fuck after you. Yeah, no, that was really stupid, Um, you know, because they basically wanted to put like protective orders on each of the O5 who were left, which, yeah, great idea. Um, And I thought that this was really funny that uh, our gene said for young gene to like go with her yeah. and young gene was like basically like i want to go with the x-force team <laughs> yeah 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 I wanna, and i was like what a badass i want to fuck up some people i've got these powers and i want to and fucking, i've got all these teenage emotions yeah and i want to use them and that was that was the dope throwback it was cannonball warpath shatterstar boom boom who the fuck else was there who the domino domino right right of course <clears throat> but see but this is the thing if you're going to be upset about all this, run to another room inside the mansion. Slam the door. But he runs outside. He's a fucking idiot. And Sir fucking prize, Kid Cable, shows up and starts attacking them and manages to grab Because Warren. not only does Scott run outside, but the other kids follow him. The other kids, not only do the other kids follow him, but literally none of the adults, not one. Yeah, it took him like two not, minutes not one to of them. follow them. Not one of them goes outside. So come the fuck on. To me, that was just like a glaring what the fuck well, moment. Well, okay, so they did follow them, but not immediately. But there's no way that the kids were faster than everybody else in that house. Yeah, but... They have speedsters and shit. There should have been people literally right behind all of them. Exactly. So as soon as Kid Cable gets away with uh, Warren, that's when every adult gets outside right on time. And then fucking Ahab breaks into the fucking mansion and old man Logan is a hound? I was like, what the fuck? That was was not the cliffhanger. That was not... Maybe Ahab breaking into the mansion or something or, you know, Kid Cable, like, you know, sitting there with Warren getting his shit amputated. Those would be the cliffhangers. Seeing old man Logan turn into a hound, I was like, that was really fucking silly place to cliffhang. I agree. I think that there might be too much going on with extermination, that they threw in also this stuff with Ahab in addition to this, you know, get the O5 back. That has to tie in somehow, though. Oh, no, I'm I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be something. Anyway, I think it's interesting so far, and I think the series has potential, but it's kind of meh so far. All right, so last new comic we're talking about is 
Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends number one. And it opens with an interesting montage of people getting kidnapped and tranked. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not going to come back in this story. Not at all. And, you know, we see Betsy back in the original body again. It's been a while. Uh, she's not acclimating too well quite that yet. That happens in um, Mystery and Magic Report. Report. Yeah. yeah. It's been, what, like 30 years or something since she's been in her original body. So, um, you know, in Mystery and Magic Report, she was, like, really excited about it. But in this book, completely, complete 180, just like, oh, I don't know who I am anymore. So. Well, so, all right. I mean, in Mystery and Magic Report, she seemed kind of, like, happy about it at first, but obviously she was a little weirded out. Like, remember Jubilee was sitting with her, and they were kind of, yeah. like, having a serious talk. Yeah. And, I mean, this brings more of a sense of gravity to the situation, you know what I mean? Because if she was just jumping for joy and everything was normal right away, you'd kind of be like, wait a second, you haven't been in this body in a very long time, and, like, everything's just okay right away? So, I don't know. This was kind of, like, a nice little thing that they threw in there to be like yeah this is real she's got to deal with it now i just can't wait to see more of the pink we've had that purple for long enough bring on the pink um and none of the stink so anyway so yeah so kitty's meeting with you know iron man and daredevil this was cute debriefing she had a student make her a powerpoint for extra credit uh i'm the student fyi so yeah so so debriefing right so so we're trying to we're, so we're taking your briefs off we're <laughs> uh so yeah, so so we're putting all of our stuff together, right? We we are debriefing, we're taking off the briefs and we're putting all of our stuff together. Right. Right. So so there's zombies and there's shuttles in space yeah. and DNA records, right? Yeah. And so I'm trying to make my own connections as I'm reading through this. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, "All right, so not only is there a space force, right? But there's a zombie space force." Ooh. And I'm thinking that this could be a new reality show. Right? It's like Big Brother only in space and it like And it, with zombies. And it meets the odd couple, right? So so you've gotta the first mission is is so the Space Force people, they don't know that they're gonna be meeting the zombies, right? So stranded people in this malfunctioning shuttle, oh wait, these people are zombies. So it's like hijinks ensue, right? When you've got like Danica just wants to brush her teeth, but Billy left a mess of blood and entrails all over the sink and yeah, it's really stupid. But this was uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that I was thinking about when I was like zombies, shuttles, DNA, zombie space force. Because space force, whatever. I don't know. I guess it was helpful to read every issue before going into this. Not really. Um, I had a lot of fun reading most of them. I was happy that Shadowcat mentioned Sabretooth. Um, you know, anything that keeps him from from going on kill, killing sprees is fine by me. So, like, all of a sudden, there are fucking, like, missiles or some shit coming at the school. And then we see Firestar, for whatever reason, is at the school. Yeah. First of all, put her on a team. And second of all, Firestar and Iron Man and Storm go up into the sky to take these things out. And there was a really, really nice butt shot of Firestar. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, microwave those buns for me, baby. So, how the fuck does Shadowcat do this? Like she, she, she phased the earth for the missile to go through it, which I think is really stupid. And, uh, I don't know. I guess nobody, uh, consistently makes her powers right down to like the magma layer. Like, yeah, I'm just like, all right, I believe it. I'm calling bullshit, but whatever. But like, but like phasing the bullet through the earth, you know what I mean? Like, is this that much more of a stretch? Yes. (laughs) Explain. 
science. Explain. There are, there are several levels. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a stratosphere. And You're going in the wrong direction, Hungy. No. That's going up. We're talking about going down. What, what's the first well, one? We're talking about going down. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say Earth sphere. Uh huh. And then that's where a, we get that's where we get the Earth's name from. The Earth sphere. <laughs> and then there's a layer underneath, and it's called the dirt sphere. So what? Which came first, the Earth or the Earth sphere? Yeah, I'm getting there. And then, <laughs> and then there are several more dirt layers, and uh-huh. then there's there's the magma layer. So then we meet we meet the fucking the bad guy, right? The bad guy. And it's some Solterra. Cra- it's some some crazy lady in a crazy costume. Solterra calls herself Persephone. Soterra. Um, and she's Soterra. <laughs> Soterra Bull, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all those people from the beginning that we saw getting, like, knocked out, so they're all dead, like, actually dead. Uh, they possess X genes that hadn't actually manifested yet. So since fucking Persephone has the DNA of everyone on Earth, she knew that these people carried the X genes and decided to kill him and lay, lay him out on the X-Men's doorstep. It was like, listen, I've got Wolverine. Let him go. Otherwise, if you come after him, you're going to see thousands more of people, like, the dead people on your doorstep. And then we see fucking Wolverine chained up with the heat claws. Yeah. I don't know. I had mixed feelings this about was, this issue. Okay, this was stupid and confusing because, <laughs> okay, so I know that they're doing this for people who have the X gene who haven't manifested yet. Right. So Cerebro can't pick them up because... Right, they're they, not active yet. They're not active. But... I don't understand. Does she have information about all of the DNA on Earth? Or does she have actual DNA of everybody on Earth? And, like, I feel like it would have taken so long to be able to track where these people were just based on their DNA to, like, their act, like exact location. So she had Mr. Sinister's DNA yeah. files of everybody. So we've got that. Now, this is something you should be able to think of being an accountant. Right. You use Excel. <laughs> you think... Mr. Sinister or Persephone have never used Excel before? Well, I'm saying, like, okay, I understand that, like, you know, Mr. Sinister probably had a database about, like, all these people and where they lived and stuff like that. a spreadsheet. Okay, a spreadsheet. (laughs) But, like, like, they weren't picking all these people up at their house or something. There was, like, a guy riding his bike. There was some guy, like, in his car. Like, I don't know. That just seems a little bit, like, too far-fetched for me. Patty. You yeah. put numbers into Excel. Okay. Replace numbers with names. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, you know, I know that this is nothing more than a setup issue to kind of give us this villain, but it was still kind of corny and cliche the way she introduced herself. You know, it just, I don't know. The, it, 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 it could have been more impactful introduction because I thought it was interesting how they had like, they thought it was an LMD, but I guess it was a real dude who presented these dead bodies. Like, that's that's interesting. But, um, I don't know, the, the actual villain herself kind of fell flat. And him chained up at the end with the heat claws, that fell so flat for me. So, I don't know, I wasn't really impressed by this issue. Yeah, I wasn't either. But anyway, would you be gentle if you were fighting against an abomination? Does Shadow Cat really want to hurt the magma? Or do you think this is just a phase? You like Gambit's size while we take a quick commercial break. Do you like video games and also hate colon cancer? Well, so does Geekade.com, which is why Geekade has teamed up with the Colon Cancer Alliance for its third annual Pain in the Assathon. It's a 24-hour video game marathon where Geekade staff will take on Pain in the Ass video games for charity. 
Follow Geekade on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube from 10 a.m. Saturday, September 22nd through 10 a.m. Sunday, September 23rd as we play games such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Silver Surfer, Bubsy 2, and yours truly will be playing Mega Man for Game Gear as Patty sits next to me and laughs at me. All donations go to the Colon Cancer Alliance for cancer research. But if you can't donate, at least help spread the word. Follow Geekade on Facebook right now to stay up to date on information and to check out the active donation link. Getting bored scrolling through Facebook and being forced to look at your old classmates' ugly babies? They're hideous and should be locked away in a dungeon. You don't mean that, you idiot. You just need something refreshing, like one million to save Wolverine and the X-Men. Wolverine and the X-Men will save me from pictures of drooling toddlers and stories about poopy diapers? If you want to see some awesome artwork, get the latest X-Men news, and find some magnificent merchandise for sale, then head over to the Facebook page, One Million to Save Wolverine the X-Men. What if somebody accidentally yeets the diaper on Logan's claws and... Check out One Million to Save Wolverine the X-Men on Facebook today. Alright, so... New news. We've got some new news um, that we're going to talk about. First of all is we're going to talk about some drawings. The first Ooh, one. Let's talk about the drawings. We're going to talk about Richter's new look for the Shatterstar miniseries that's so coming up. So Richter is going to be inside Shatterstar's series. <laughs> so so that's the nickname for his butthole. Is that what you're getting at? That's the yes. Patty joke. That's the Patty joke, everyone. Hey, yes. Hey, no, the Patty I saw. Joke. I saw. Um, there's this Tumblr page that I saw that was like incorrect X Factor investigation quotes. And, like, there were just some, like, really funny ones between uh, Richter and Shatterstar, and it just kind of, like, reminded me of us. Um, Me and you? Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, Richter's out at the store, so I'm going to pour soup in all my shoes. Why? (laughs) Because he's 85% of my my, uh, self-control. I'm the one out out at the store, and you're the one pouring the soup in the shoes. Yeah, in my shoes. (laughs) Yeah, because you're not there to stop me. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. So I don't, I like this look. I just feel like it's been a while since Richter had like a punk sort of look like this. You know, it's been a long time. I don't know. I mean, you you see the spikes. He's got, you know, the fucking X. It's like, what, the anarchy symbol? Yeah. On his chest, you know? I really He's, like the green look better. I like either one. It's, it's, it's just... It, because like he used to wear green. So like... Oh, so, yeah, no, no, no. It's a throwback. But the the thing is, is like... I, I, I just, I gotta say this. He's been dressing more... Like, conservative. I was literally thinking the same word. Conservatively, in recent years. Not just in recent years, for a while now. And, like, this is a cool throwback, but is he going through, like, some sort of fucking, you know, crisis or something? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Richter is, like, one of those characters who just doesn't have, like, a unique character design. So it's really hard to tell that it's him unless somebody addresses him as Richter. That's true. Like, you can't recognize him. The same thing with Iceman. It's been like that for a while. Yeah, it's, like, the same thing with those two characters. Like, they could be literally anybody. Um, They're never drawn the same way. You know, they don't have, like, distinguishing characteristics. Like, obviously, Shatterstar does or, like, Storm. Right. Like, you know, if you see, or if you just see a redhead and you're like, which one is this? And she's dressed in, like, green and yellow, <laughs> then, yeah, it's Jean. So Which Jean? Or is it Hope? 
Yeah, that's true. Hope does have that color no, scheme I, too, but yeah. I get exactly what you're saying, and I agree. And so I guess this is a way to sort of differentiate him. I really hope that they give him like some kind of consistency in his look so that we'll be able to recognize him as just like, who is this brunette guy? You know, that's yeah. just my take on it. I like his new look. Yeah, it's, same. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is obviously Shatterstar's new look, um, which isn't, you know, a complete overhaul. Um, I really don't like his haircut, though. Yeah, it looks a little, I mean, this, like you see here, I don't know, I feel like it's not too far of a stretch from where he currently is. It's just a little buzz on the side. I just, I just missed the, you know, all the braids and stuff. Like, that was so cool. The pony, yeah, yeah, no, I, I can see that. This is a little bit of a, a throwback, though, to his early appearances with, like, the color scheme, at least with the white. I mean, it's got more black on it. I think the red lines here are interesting and the kind of this is might you might think it's a little silly but like that little like star splash of color here that kind of almost goes with over his eye i think it's kind of interesting but when you first i i, I we were we were talking about this the other day and patty was like oh he kind of looks like a space pirate <laughs> and i'm thinking like i didn't say it at the time because i didn't think of it at the time because i'm not always that quick but i was like you meant to say butt pirate patty <laughs> I was I was thinking it when I said it, and I was like, maybe I said maybe I said pirate instead of cowboy, because I was subconsciously thinking butt pirate. Yeah, is maybe. there a butt cowboy? Is there a butt cowboy? Yeah, you know they have Brokeback Mountain. Is butt cowboy? A Those thing? are the butt cowboys. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start making butt cowboy a thing. Oh man, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Anyway, yeah. um, so no, I like I like their their designs. I'm looking forward to this series i hope it's good but the art looks pretty cool so far from the previews that we've gotten um all right so uh next that i want to bring up this isn't exactly news but it's news to us yeah um so i found a really awesome image of venus de milo from ecstatics and i posted it on instagram and you know we've got some some cool comments on there but then the instagram user mutant agenda was like, yo, did you guys hear about like them bringing this series back or whatever? And I'm like, what the fuck? Do not <laughs> fucking play with my emotions like that. And I, I really, really appreciate this Instagram user taking the time to go through the tweets and uh, DM them to us. Really appreciate that. So shout outs to you. I had no idea that this was a thing. And, and we don't know for sure yet. But so on July 16th, so this is a little old at this point, but... Michael Allred, who was the artist on the original Ecstatics, um, said, you know, hashtag, this is what the, the tweet reads, hashtag the teaser, hope to share some very exciting news soon, it might be about puppies or might be about something else entirely, and this was in response to a tweet, you see the original tweet here from some person uh, saying that they read all of Ecstatics again with the image there. So does this mean that there's going to be a return of Ecstatics, a miniseries, an ongoing series, a one-shot, nothing? And Peter Milligan like commented on it too. So this this what is what did he say? This is more than nothing. Just uh, something about like not mentioning the puppies or something like that. Aww. So like Peter Milligan like acknowledged that this this happened. So now okay. So as of right now, it's been over a month and a half since since that tweet so what's going on with this i hope it's it's more than nothing it could be completely unrelated but i loved this series 
And I've expressed before, I'm sure, on this podcast that I am not a fan of Mike Allred's art, except for when he does his original creations. I do not like the way he draws established characters, but Ecstatics, X-Force Ecstatics grew on me, and I really loved that series. And I would love to see even a one-shot return to that and see all those characters come back from the dead. I haven't actually read it because I couldn't get past how bad the art was. Boo. Yeah. It's a great story. I tried. I read like two pages of the first issue and I was like, no. That's you. Oh, <laughs> and that sucks. That tears me. That tears me up inside. I fucking I love I love that series. It was so good. I know there are some people out there who fucking hate it. And, and I, I get it. I get why somebody might hate it. But it, the story was so damn good. I, I loved it. And I think I think. Now, in, in the world that we live in, in 2018, we need to see a return to that because it makes perfect fucking sense. And I'm sure you understand what I mean if, if you've read it before. Um, Alright, so now on to some actual news. We are going to be getting a Dead Man Logan series, which I think is completely unnecessary. They've been teasing- yeah, just just end it. <laughs> just just the last issue of Old Man Logan. Right. Old Man Logan dies. We right. don't need another twelve part issue. We have the twelve part issue with Old Man Hawkeye. We don't need this. <laughs> just fucking kill him. It's just just send him back. He's dead. The yeah, he's he's like you know he doesn't want to be a ghost, so he doesn't want to leave unfinished business before he dies. So he's got to go after Mysterio, which is the one who like originally tricked him into killing all of the X Men. In the uh, original Old Man Logan timeline. So. You just got so angry and energetic for like 30 seconds. Yeah, because. It's Where is that? Did that monster just now kick in? <laughs> it's like, like, you know, we got, we got New Mutants. What do we get? We got fucking six issues. No conclusion. Just a cliffhanger. And it's not telling us like when, when there's going to be more, when we're going to get more or anything like that. And then fucking Old Man Logan not only like it's a, it was like a two issue story and then it not only got like you know this mini series for secret wars but it's got like now it's been like 40 issues or something this old man logan series and now that the, there's old man hawkeye 12 issues and now there's gonna be dead man logan 12 issues it's hope, too many issues i hope we're gonna us- get, you know what we should get we should get dead man hawkeye 12 <laughs> 12 issues after this no. <laughs> or like or like after death man logan <laughs> You're so death, sexy when you're death, angrily judging. Death Man Logan. No, okay. So I think this is stupid. Just kill him. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm officially over it. He's dead. I don't care. All right. So so here's here's the thing about this. I think this is really silly and really unnecessary. Absolutely. But I will say this. I am excited only to see... Old Man Logan go after Mysterio and how that is going to play out. Just because that was such a fucking nightmare. I I could not I remember like that oh, the original Old Man Logan story left such an emotional impact on me. I remember like it was 10 years ago, 9 years ago now, like reading all that and it was just so disturbing. Like that one issue where they revealed why Logan hadn't popped his claws. That's fucking huge. Um, that is beyond traumatizing. So, yeah, sure, it's not the same Mysterio, but I guess Old Man Logan's got to take his anger out on some Mysterio. So whoever's wearing the fishbowl on his head is gonna get really <laughs> fucked it's up. It's like it's like when he first 
came to this timeline and you know he had that list of like 13 people or whatever that he wanted to kill and then like you know uh kate bishop was like helping him out for a while and she was like this isn't the same guy from your timeline not same world so yeah i don't I don't understand how this is any different. Like, did they not read the first few issues of this? I don't know. No, Whatever. I don't, Fucking... I, don't, I don't think it is supposed to be any different. And that's why I'm even more curious to see how it's going to play out. Sure, I would love to see Old Man Logan confront the actual, like, his timeline Mysterio. But I think it's going to be even more it's fucked up to be, see how this one reacts. It's just going to be some random guy in a fishbowl head who doesn't know who the fuck Logan is. Logan's just going to show up on his front stoop. Just knock on his door. Mysterio is going to open the door. And Wolverine's just going to punch him in the face. And he's going to die. Because he wasn't expecting it. And he didn't know what was going on. That's that's that They can just do it like that. Just kill him when he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know what's going on. He didn't do anything to you. You just show up and just punch him in the face. And he's dead. That's it. Doesn't need 12 issues. All right. Somebody draw that. Thank you for spitting in my face. Somebody draw everything Patty just said and then draw Patty or what you think Patty looks like if you haven't seen the pictures of Patty spitting in my face after it's over. All right. So moving on, we are uh we we've got some more information on this uncanny X-Men. Uh it's going to launch in November with a 10-part weekly storyline titled X-Men Disassembled. And so we've got Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson, and Matthew Rosenberg all as the writers, I guess, with artists Mahmoud Asrar, R.B. Silva, Yildere Sinar, and um, the cover artist is uh, Lionel Francis Yu. Um, the interior artists, I love all of them. The writers, I love all of them. Lionel Francis Yu, I have had always mixed feelings about He does this really bad covers. Well, <sighs> see, and that's the art is a mixed bag for me. And I saw a lot of people complaining about this cover. Yeah, me. Because Cause it's so bad. It's so fucking ugly. Oh it's just... And like somebody was like, oh, no, his art is good. It's just his cover art or whatever. That sucks. And I'm like, so fucking hire a cover artist. But then it turns out that he's the cover artist. Like, I, I was like, maybe it's like the anchor or the colorist or something. And then somebody was like, no, no, no. His art is only bad when he's doing covers. And I'm like, that doesn't... No, it's still Makes it's sense. still weird other times too. Everybody's got really pronounced chins in a way. It's they've got bold chins, everybody. It's a weird thing. Here comes the crimson chin. What? I made you watch like an episode of that. The crimson a, chin? Yeah, the crimson chin. That sounds um, so racist. No, he got he got bitten on the chin by a radioactive talk show host. And he turned into the crimson chin. Oh my god, I do not. It was a uh, part of Fairly Odd Parents, and we I remember oh, Catman. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, Jonathan is old, so he never watched Fairly Odd Parents, but I did when I was growing up. So I made him watch the because Catman Patty's episodes the... with uh Fire. with um, what's his name? Uh, fucking uh, old timey Batman, the one who died. Adam West. Adam West. Yeah, Adam West is a uh, Catman. So you should watch those episodes. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, a lot of people were, not just you, a lot of people were complaining about the art. But the art aside, the sort of, like, reveal here was the lineup of the team. So it's that image with Nightcrawler, Bishop, Psylocke, Gene, Storm, Beast, X-23, Jubilee, Iceman, and Cannonball. So they're making X-23 the new Wolverine and putting her on every X-Men team, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know how do how how does how do how does how, how does? does and and like 
half of that team is in X-Men Red, so they're stopping X-Men Red or what? Yeah, there's no, there's no, nobody said anything about that. We would have heard of that, I'm I'm sure. I don't know. Is this just going to be like the team when it launches? Um, Who fucking knows? We don't they, know. Are they going to be on like different teams? Like, are we going to see different stories by these different writers surrounding a few of these characters at a time? I don't know. This isn't the most interesting team at all to me. Uh, not, not that I don't like these characters because I, I really like to some degree almost every one of them. I heavily dislike some of these characters. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like Bishop and, um, Racist. I'm not a huge, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Beast, but everybody else is, is fine or great. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to see. You know, yeah, Jubilee, yeah. fireworks Jubilee somewhere and Cannonball, you know, away yeah. from the Avengers teams finally and in an X-Men title. I want to see more of that, you know? So, so I don't know. This is a really mixed bag for me. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm curious to, to know what everybody else out there thinks. I saw mostly the comments were just complaining about the art and not so much... <laughs> Not so much I, the I, team. I didn't even I didn't even like comprehend who was on the team or what was happening other than the art just being terrible. Like right. I didn't even acknowledge that Bishop was on this team. I just saw like Betsy's <laughs> <laughs> I just saw I just saw Betsy's fucked up looking face and I was just like, Ugh That's that that was my reaction to this. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> I don't like Bishop. I hate Beast. I'm like very eh about Psylocke. You know, but I love a bunch of the other characters. I love Jean, X-23, Chupli, Iceman. Cannonball is like, yeah. Nightcrawler, yeah. Storm, yeah. So there, there's that. So we'll see. Of course you love the most Jean, who is a white woman and has oh red hair. Because she looks like you, Patty. Of fucking Listen, course. I loved Jean Grey since before I had red hair. Right, so you've so you've always been racist, is what you're saying. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Moving on. So this isn't really news, but I thought this would be interesting to talk about because you know we just kind of discussed this potential uncanny X Men lineup, and we kind of got introduced to a new Brotherhood. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this. So the latest issue of X Men Blue was pretty stupid. Okay, so, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it was pretty... Uh, we, we're not going to get into it and talk about it at length, but I I thought that it was pretty stupid, except for except for the end. I feel like they threw Magneto into Let Me Put a Brotherhood together too easily. Like, that just came about so quickly and so easily. Oh, here's a new Asteroid M. Oh, I'm sitting on a fucking throne. Oh, there's all these mutants. I feel like if you're Magneto, you're constantly just, like, looking at people like, hmm, who could be in my new brotherhood? Oh, this guy's pretty cool. Maybe maybe I'll keep him in mind for when I form a new brotherhood. But like a bunch of these characters like have already had established relationships with Magneto. I mean, I don't know if he's had one with Marrow, but like the rest of them like Exodus, yeah, and Elixir who we saw uh at the end of whatever last Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, of the last Uncanny of X-Men. Uncanny. There's Toad, Uniscone, and a Briar. redhead who, uh, yeah, we assume is Briar. Yeah. So, like, all of those people have had long-term relations with Magneto. So, it's like, you know, it's it's like, you know, if your friend's, like, if your friend just, like, calls you out of the blue or something, and they're like, hey, I'm having an issue. You want to come help me? You come meet me in the mall in, like, 20 minutes. And then you go there. You know, that's, like, 
that's like his team. Right. And if you're like, you know, if like you're hanging out in outer space and you're on this big fucking rock and you're like, hey, hey, guy, you want to you want to come over to my fucking space rock? You know, these are the guys you call. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's, no, the, listen, the team is really, is really interesting. My complaints about the issue and whatever aside, the team is, is very interesting. But yeah, that's, that's the big question mark for me too, is Marrow, because I didn't, I didn't finish Cable and X-Force yet. Like I read, uh, it's not, it was a long series, but I never finished it. But I don't feel like Magneto was in there or that Marrow was hanging out with Magneto. I could be completely fucking wrong. But yeah, every other character here has had some tie to Magneto. I'm gonna I feel couldn't, so, somebody's going to point it out. Somebody I couldn't think of anything either. The, that's what I was thinking of. Maybe something happened in Cable and X Force that I, I, because I didn't read it. But I feel like I've read every other appearance of Marrow, and I, it's just it's just not coming to me. So I mean, you know, maybe somebody will point thing something so. out, or I'll look up all of her appearances and see if there's maybe something that I'm forgetting. Yeah, because because we're lazy and we didn't do that beforehand. No, um, I mean, you know, I've read like all of the Uncanny X books in in continuity, uh, and most of the ongoing side stories and stuff. But uh, I don't know why I just never got um, Cable and X Force. But also, you know, Marrow has never been, like, a, a, a huge character, and she's right. had, like, minor appearances in other books. Like, you know, she was in a Generation X, she showed up in there, she showed up in Amazing Spider-Man for an, at least one issue. So, like, it's those, like, little stories that you wouldn't think about, so maybe her and Magneto met somewhere. So, yeah, we actually gotta look it up, but... Um, if we're still lazy and don't, by the time you're listening to this, feel free to let us fucking know where they've met before, if they have. So, that'll do it. For this episode of Mutant Musings, thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com, 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook, leave us some feedback on iTunes, and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. What do you think of the lineup for Uncanny X-Men? And do you think Old Man Logan is actually going to kill Mysterio? Join us next time when we'll be talking about new comics and some classic comics. Until then, Zombie Space Force was right. Meh.